Hey there, welcome to the Ben Learns About Everything podcast, a podcast where we expand our worldview, meet new people, and learn about what they are interested in. And today I have someone who was the president of Enactus at our school. Uh, he works at Padnos right now and is a really big disc golf player. Uh, this is Zach Knight, and he was my roommate as well. Hey, everybody. I don't know why you threw in the president of Enactus thing. That was so one year ago. I feel like that's your, in, <laughs> at this school, big claim to fame for a little bit. Is that right? Or I not? mean, <laughs> you're not wrong, I guess. <laughs> but I did many other things. <laughs> right. I know. But I, I don't know. That was kind of a nice star on, on your cap or whatever. But You might as well throw it in there. I'm Canadian as well. so You are Canadian. And yeah. I forget that quite a bit. Um just because you, you act very American, I guess. You lived in America for, well, most of your life, right? Yeah, I did. More than half, so. Yeah. So um, why don't you just give people a little bit of background into, you know, what you're doing now, where you're at in your stage of life, just so they can kind of get some context as to as to who you are. Sure. Um, I'm very single. Okay. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Just Putting that out there right now for anyone listening. Okay. Um, very available. You look um, good too. So I don't know how those things work, but <laughs> usually correlated. But you know, um, but no, that just hasn't been the highest priority of my life. Um, right now, the stage of life I'm in is six more months. Uh, I'm gonna be a homeowner, which okay. is really exciting. Um, yeah. I have a full time job at Padnos as a financial analyst. Yeah. And um, what is Padnos? Just yeah, yeah. Padnos is a basically the biggest uh, strap metal recycling company in Michigan. Um, so we take in all your unwanted refrigerators, bicycles, copper wire, um, and then we sell it to all the foundries and smelters and make we're kind of like a middleman, I would say. Okay. Um, but with that, uh, being single and. Having a full-time job gives me a lot of free time um, okay, okay. as of right now. And I'm, I am I have other hobbies and stuff too I'm not mentioning here. But uh, it gives me a lot of time to disc golf, um, which is one of the biggest hobbies that I love. Yeah. And how long have you been playing disc golf for? Yeah. Um, technically, I originally started when I was probably about 10, actually. Wait, serious? Yep. Um, I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would take me out when I was a kid. Um, and I would always just kind of huck the disc with him. And my dad was much better than me at the time. And honestly, when I was 10, I hated it. It was, (laughs) it was awful. I just wasn't, the disc wouldn't go that far and it's just kind of demoralizing. I didn't want to be outside. It was hot. I would have to throw it in the woods and then I'm like, I have to find this. And it was just a bother. Yeah. Um, but it really wasn't until my sophomore year in college Uh, One of my good friends that I graduated high school with, uh, he and his dad have always been disc golfing their whole life. And he was like, hey, Zach, do you want to come disc golfing with me one of these afternoons during the summer? And I'm like, yeah, what the heck? I did it once. Maybe I'm still pretty good at it. I can show my friends up, you know, in a little bit of competition. Okay, okay. Ego, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, because like first thing you need to know about me, I'm very competitive. I'm probably one of the most competitive people I personally have ever met. Um. Hey, random dude. Um, <laughs> sorry, there's a random person at the door. Um, <laughs> but uh, we went out that summer and I fell in love with it. Um, I instantly, after that round went, I went and bought some discs that uh, 
I thought looked really cool. And I'm like, I'm sure because if they look cool, they're going to fly really good. Right. Um, nope, that wasn't the case. But <laughs> it's, it's definitely user error. But um, ever since that, I just fell in love with the fact of um, I was able to be competitive with myself. And I was able to constantly see improvement in my game. Um, and it's just another great opportunity to stay in touch with my friends as well. Hmm. So... So you, if you started when you were 10, is that what you said? Yeah. When you, were 10 yep. years old, you were probably really ahead of the disc golf curve in my mind. Like, I don't, you know, obviously mm-hmm. know nearly as much as you, but I know disc golf has been gaining more awareness in the general public. Yeah, more traction recently. stuff. Traction, yeah. maybe within the last two to three years. Yeah, I'll do that. If you've been playing, you know, for what? 12, 13 years by this point, you were really ahead of, um, mm-hmm. how did your dad hear about disc golf then? Do you know? Like, cause it would have been a little obscure to play mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, I think my dad originally first found out about it, uh, when he was in seminary at Hope College, mm-hmm. um, Western Theological, uh, in Holland, they have a couple of local courses in the area and, I think all that really happened was my dad saw it one day and a couple of him and his buddies went down and they're like, Hey, let's try this. And they tried it out and they loved it. Yeah. Um, Michigan overall is a pretty big disc golfing state, I would say. And we have some of the top courses in the world and it's a really unique and awesome experience. And we have a lot of, uh, opportunities for people to go out and play. So, okay. How is disc golf doing in comparison to other sports? Because it's been mm-hmm. growing recently. Is it? You said it's really popular here in Michigan. So maybe I have like a bias towards thinking it's bigger than it maybe is. Is that true? Or? Um, we're definitely nowhere near uh, any of the other major sports that you would think of. Um, we're nowhere near like actual golf, for instance. Uh, we do the disc golf does have like some type of professional scene uh, where some of the top professionals will compete and they'll go like on a tour um, and they'll get like their payouts and they do it for a full time living. Uh, but other than that, we're still very young. Um, we don't really have any of the live broadcasting for the most part. At least it's not like ESPN quality like you would think of other major sports. It's all just kind of housed through YouTube and Twitch, hmm. um, Twitch TV. Uh other than that, I think it could someday have the potential to maybe be like an Olympic handball sport. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to like. <laughs> I like that. I I don't know if it's ever going to reach like your baseball, soccer, basketball level, but. But at least people know exactly. what it is. Yeah. Understand. Exactly. So for people who don't know what disc golf is, can you talk a little bit about <laughs> how it's different from regular golf and how it's different from frisbee because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's neither you know yeah. um, you probably should have started with that i know you know i was just enjoying it so we're much, like, like seven minutes in or whatever and we're like we're just like <laughs> so what is disc golf yeah so disc golf <laughs> disc golf is uh pretty simple uh you have your kind of like little frisbees you have right there's usually three different kinds uh you got like your driver which is your long distance frisbee you have your mid-range which is more of like a controlled driver in a way and then you have your putter which is actually what you use to putt with um and the idea is kind of similar to what uh regular golf is uh you start at your tee uh you throw your frisbee and you try and get it in that chain basket um that you might have seen before and if not google disc golf basket and then you can it's pretty hard to describe but exactly it's kind of like a big catcher kind of like 
uh, yeah, it's like a basket maybe, and you can try and get your disc to land, you know, inside yeah. it or hit it and fall in. Correct. Yep. So just you should just Google it. There's Check it out. Yeah. Pictures everywhere of it. You can <laughs> see it. Um. But yeah. So the idea, yeah, just get it into the basket in as few strokes as possible. Uh, just like regular golf, and it's a solo sport. You play with other people, but you just kind of compete against them. And you try and shoot the best round possible. Right. Right. That's that's really cool. And, you know, you're the one who actually introduced me to disc golf. Mm-hmm. So I've played a little bit um, around because our campus has a has a course and that's been a lot of fun. Um, so what do you do for, um, you know, I know you do some tournaments. What does that look like and how long have you been doing those for? Yeah. So this summer, uh, I would say is really the first year that I really got into tournaments. OK, Um I've been playing just kind of casually with friends for those past two years or so. And this year I started realizing that, hey, I'm actually pretty decent at this. Mm. Slight humble brag I mean, right not there. Not to brag, but okay. Slight <laughs> humble brag, you know. Yeah. But um, I realized, hey, I'm getting kind of decent. Uh, I kind of want to compete against other people and see where I kind of rank compared to them, you know. And uh, we have some awesome websites and local clubs in the area that really host these tournaments um, and provide uh payouts which is really cool too mm-hmm. um so my first tournament i've ever actually did um i just did average and i was like okay well i i, I kind of realized where i stacked up against everyone now and yeah. i'm like okay whatever that's cool i i want to beat them next time okay so that's Did- when i went into like super try hard mode and i practiced every day okay and i'm like i got this i'm gonna do it and my second tournament I ever did uh i came second to last <laughs> oh no you actually did worse i did after, worse after practicing okay i did worse um and that was definitely a little demoralizing at the moment but um again i just kind of bounced back and i'm like you know what i i really want to commit to this this is really fun uh, it's a great way to get out in nature and just kind of enjoy myself and meet new people. And from there, I've been doing a lot better than coming in second to last place. Okay. I have like a second place finish. I have a win. Oh, perfect. Um, okay. Well so. done then. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Why Why was that dip? Was it just a harder crowd for that second tournament? Or were you like in your head overthinking it? Or like, do you have any ideas why you didn't do as well on the second one after actually working harder before it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I really noticed uh, about my personal game, at least is the more I prepare for it, the more I kind of like work up all the scenarios in my head and I put more pressure on myself. Um, and then to the point where I get to my first shot and let's say I don't, get my first shot exactly as I want. And I'm a perfectionist. I want to hit the exact shot I wanted to throw. Um, and that almost kind of ruins my whole round. It kind of ruins my mental state yeah. um, a little bit. Uh, and that's something that I've really had to really work on and continue to keep working on uh, and just trying to continue to improve my mental state to get over that first whole hurdle, I like to call it now at this point. Okay. Because... Uh, looking back to every time I've ever done well in a tournament, um, I birdie the first hole. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of ride that high yeah. yep. through the rest of the game. Exactly. And birdie means you went one under par. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So each hole uh, is has a designated par 
So most of them are par three. So if you get it in, if you get uh, your disc in the basket in three shots, you get a par. Okay. Um, so a birdie would be getting it in two shots. You get one under. Which is really impressive. I don't think I've ever done a birdie. <laughs> I mean, I haven't <laughs> played a ton, but uh, it's it's really a, a cool feat. So mm-hmm. um, that's really, really cool. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the professional scene looks like? Because I know that um, right now what they do is they record these games. Um, they follow a group of disc golfers, normally, I guess, expecting a group to do well because of where they've placed in the past. Mm-hmm. And they'll film their game and um, count their strokes. And then they publish that to what you said, YouTube and yep. Twitch. How is that been developing over the years and like why do you enjoy watching it so much yeah um this is all just kind of like my personal opinion first of all here too but like i think disc golf and kind of the whole media aspect of it it kind of took a weird different way than what most other typical sports do where they do do their post-production so generally what happens is um, all these big YouTube channels, such as uh, the bigger ones, are called Jomez and Central Coast Disc Golf. Um, for the most part, they will find the cards is what they call it. So the cards of four people, for the better people. Um, and then they'll film them. They won't know how well the round's going to go. They're not filming necessarily the top people who shoot that day. Uh, but they just follow this card the whole time. And then when the round is done, um, they just upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then from there... Uh, those YouTube uh, broadcast uh, media channels, they will follow the top four people who shot the highest round that mm-hmm. day, the hottest round. Um, and it's just kind of a weird, different thing that approach that disc golf took towards regular any other sport. Right. But I think for me, one of the coolest things about taking it this approach is you don't have to kind of just like wait through all of the walking from hole to hole or walking from your shot. Um, they all cut it very nicely and you just have to, and you just have to see shot after shot after shot after shot. So instead of committing yourself to watching like maybe a four hour round, it's maybe only like 50 minutes. How does that compare to golf? I don't know how they run their media. Yeah. The, so games. golf, first of all, um, they just have a lot more, money and a lot of more technology to be able to throw at covering the rounds. So okay. golf is able to follow multiple cards and have multiple cameras on multiple um, people who are doing well the whole entire time. Got it. Um, disc golf, just because we are so young, we don't necessarily have all the money. Uh, we're not really able to do that. Okay. Uh, we can only choose to follow so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, if we ever become Olympic handball uh, right. status <laughs> uh-huh. that uh we might be able to shift more towards uh live disc golf mm. like i know for instance um it just got done with one of the bigger tournaments of the year the united states disc golf championship um and at that tournament they actually tried a pay-per-view of live disc golf okay so they followed still like the lead card um the, pe- the four people who shot the hottest round and i think what it was is you paid ten dollars um, and you would be able to watch that whole round mm. um, so that this golf could kind of earn a little bit of income to help support all the media. Oh, uh, you said pay per view. So yeah. if I want to see anything, I just have to pay yep. and then I can watch it. Correct. Okay. And, it, and, and you'd be watching it live and stuff. Got it. Got it. 
Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting approach. Um, I still have a little bit of mixed feelings about that. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for the sport that they are trying to move towards that. But I think that that $10 isn't covering all of what the media team is trying to do. Right. I think, honestly, they need more money mm-hmm. to be able to do what they want it to do and for it to be really successful. Okay. That's really interesting. I think it's cool that because disc golf is, like you said, so young, they're able to try a lot of these things and be really agile. Like, try this thing over here. And then if that isn't working too well, okay, switch it. And now they're doing recorded games on Twitch, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I think it's cool that um, there's a dynamic, whereas other sports, I think, there's a big push for doing it the right way, you know, um, which is cool. And I wonder if um, other sports will like pick up some of the things which disc golf is doing if they see enough benefit. Obviously, it's really different because yeah. just of yeah. the nature, yeah. the nature of it. But that makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about the discs because this was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I thought when I first heard of disc golf, you know, frisbee, you can play like ultimate frisbee or just catch. You've got that thin uh, plastic yep. disc, um, but that's not at all what you use for the sport, right? It's not, no. What are no. the What are the differences between, you know, regular frisbee and disc golf, and then each of the discs, maybe even more so, because I yeah I think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, the first major difference that I would say about a regular kind of like catch disc or ultimate disc is it's kind of really lid like. So if you picture like maybe a peanut butter jar lid, yeah, um, okay. it, it'll kind of look like that. It's kind of shaped like that. Whereas a disc golf disc, um, it's honestly shaped more like a discus that they would use like in the Olympics. Mm. Um, so it's a little sharper on the edges so that it can kind of cut through the air and get further. Um, they're ultimately just more aerodynamic. Okay. Um, and they fly considerably different than a catch disc. Yeah. Um, I would say a catch disc is more likely for it to fly straight or maybe go a little bit to the right. Whereas a uh, disc golf disc, its natural tendency is if you throw um, how you'd normally think you'd throw a uh, disc to go left, mm. um, which is the complete opposite of a catch disc. It's got like this lean to the left. Correct. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's called a fade. Oh, okay. Yep. So each disc itself as well um, have different flight characteristics, you could say. Um, Some are meant to try and go a little bit straighter. Some uh, are meant to turn to the right. Some are meant to really hook up hard left. Um, And it all just kind of depends on the different type of discs that the manufacturers make. So there's a whole bunch of different uh, disc golf manufacturers. Um, There's probably like, I'd say maybe five main ones. but each disc, like I said, I think I previously mentioned, there's like a driver, there's a mid-range, and there's a putter. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you would think in regular golf, you have all your different types of clubs. All of your discs can possibly do different things, and they're all in your bag for different reasons. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of just kind of when you first start out, just experimenting with the discs and trying to see what works really well for you, um, what flies really well. Um, and trying to mess around and trying to figure out what disc yeah is best going to suit you. You don't necessarily want to grab what all the pros are grabbing right away, um, just because it's not going to work as well for you. Mm. Just because they're professionals and right. they're able to handle what that disc can do better as maybe 
as someone who's first starting out or even myself Mm -hmm. uh, can handle. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's cool. And I I think when you said that the discs fly really differently, something I've noticed is when I see you throw a disc and it's going really far, Mm -hmm. it almost um, looks like it's hovering and will even begin to fly up as it catches the wind and down kind of like um, an air bounce. It's on a wave maybe. Yeah. It's called air bouncing. Okay. And I don't think regular Frisbees really do that, at least when I've seen them. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just that I haven't seen anyone throw a regular Frisbee very well, but <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. I, I feel like there's a big difference. Yeah, I would say a regular Frisbee, um, it has a lot more glide, so it wants to stay in the air, even mm-hmm. if you don't throw it necessarily super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, for a disc golf disc to be really effective and for it to go far, um, this is going to kind of sound like... Does actually you're an idiot, um, but you have to throw it harder, mm, right? <laughs> Honestly, uh, you have to kind of get your whole body into the throw, you have to do a straight pull through. Um, this, honestly, you don't really use your wrist at all when you throw a disc golf disc. Mm. Um, it's all about kind of that getting that lower body engaged to be able to throw it far into kind of trying to get a lot of spin on the disc, right? And so, for people who don't know, again, what you generally do from your tee mm-hmm. is you do kind of a run up or a walk up yep, and so. then you twist and kind of drive your elbow forward and release the disc in like a snap right correct yep yeah so cool. um that whole thing that you're talking about uh is called an x step okay so like how you would do the oh what's it called now Yeah, I don't remember. But you can again, you can Google that step because Google's your best friend. Um, but basically, yeah, you, you do an X step to try and get your hips locked into place um, to get kind of like in a power position mm-hmm. um, with a flat reach back. And the way how I always um, have been taught and I learned how to throw a frisbee, uh, disc golf disc is like you're uh, starting a lawnmower. Oh, so okay. you know how with a lawnmower, you grab your thing and then you pull. And you kind of drive with your elbow. We you grab the cord, right? And yep, you just yeah. like, yep. you really have to rev it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. It's, it's the exact same motion. Okay. Or another way I heard too um, is imagine like you have to elbow down or like knock down like a door. Yeah, okay. So you kind of like get your elbow into it to try and knock it down. Yeah. Um, those are all kind of like the major ways. Whereas like with a Frisbee, um, it's a lot more wrist action. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of use your wrist. You kind of get it out there. You kind of glide it over there. Yeah. So Okay. That's not, that's really cool. Can you tell me a bit more about putting as well? Because this is where a lot of the points can get racked up when you're really close to the basket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you, you've learned how to get the distance done already. But um, how does this final part of the game or hole happen? Yeah. How does it happen? How does it happen? <laughs> Let me know. Everything from getting into the basket, yep. things you need to be looking out for, um, common mistakes. You know. Yeah. Um, first things first, it's all mental. Okay. A lot of it. There's definitely a little bit of physical, but okay. It's, it's like 90% mental, I would say. Okay. Um, if you walk up to a putt thinking, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to make this. This is like so far. Good chance you're not going to make it. Okay. Um, so the first thing that I've always been taught and recommend is when you go up to a putt, just believe you can make it. <laughs> okay. Truly. Yeah. That's the first thing. Okay. And then from there, uh, professionals have kind of developed a whole different types, a, a whole bunch of different ways to putt. Um, 
no single person has the exact same putts okay. um, at all. Um, just because you want to do what's comfortable for you and what you can continually reproduce um, to perfection every single time. Um, okay. Try and get that muscle memory. Yeah, consistency. Right? That's what I was trying to go for. Okay. Uh, consistency to be able to be able to yeah replicate it every time and. Um, it helps you build confidence if you do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a whole different ways you can do like the method that I prefer right now is, uh, you kind of like do a squat. So you really get your lower legs into it. There's one where you just kind of like typically how you would think you would throw a Frisbee and you just kind of throw it at the basket. Um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of it is just mental and believing that you can actually do it. Um, wind plays a huge factor with disc golf yeah um wind will really affect how your disc flies Mm -hmm. um especially with putts just because you're not throwing it as hard um so for instance let's say if the wind is a headwind it's a type of wind that comes straight at you blowing Mm -hmm. at you uh the disc will tend to rise oh okay so for instance um let's say you put it and if there's a headwind you probably want to like put it a little bit lower because you know that the disc is going to lift up Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you put it in normally, like you would when there is no wind, it might sail past the basket. Okay. And then worst case scenario, you're left with a farther putt than what you started with. Right. Oh, yeah. That's um, really bad. <laughs> but that's, I would say, the major part of putting. Um, mm-hmm. In professional disc golf, uh, there is called what's a circle. It's called like the circle around the basket, which is 10. It's a 10 meter circle around the basket. Um, and that just has to do with the technicality of the rules where if you're within that circle um you have to maintain your balance and you can't go past your lie at all once you release the disc but once you're outside of that 10 meter circle um once you release the disc you're allowed to kind of walk past your lie or kind of like jump past it so do you know why that rule came to be um well probably just because of the fact that you don't necessarily because when you do like a jump putt type of deal, right? Yeah. So let's say you're maybe only like three feet from the basket. So what you could theoretically do if that was allowed is you could just kind of release the disc and you could like jump. Jump into yeah. the basket or <laughs> like right next to it. And basically. Just let yeah. go right before you yeah, land. Yeah, basically. Right? Okay. But like. So they don't want it to be like a hopping sport at the end. They yeah. want it to still be throwing. Yeah, you, you, right? you still need to throw it in there, you know? Okay, yeah. But um, the other advantage too of like kind of like maybe jumping, yeah. For instance, is you get more power with your legs. Oh. Um, okay. So you, I mean, like it's just that little bit more momentum you can get, get that little oomph into it to get it. Is that why you squat to get the power from your legs into Correct. the disc yep. and then send it? Okay. Yeah. So what most professionals, I believe, try to do is they try to keep the same arm strength the whole entire time when they putt. Hmm. The only different types of uh, different um, power. power that come from it, yeah, yeah is from the legs. Oh, so okay. the farther out, the more power they have to get from the legs. They're using the same type of arm strength every time. Yeah, yeah, just for that consistency. Yep, again, with if the consistency. Can, if you can build that. So um, that's really cool. And I think, like, the pros practice a ton. From, Correct, you know, That's yeah. kind of what it means to be to be pro. But a lot of them are also on tour sometimes, like you said, especially, I think, in the summer, right, when mm-hmm. when a lot of disc golf is happening. Correct. Right now we're about to hit, like, the off-season, I guess, of disc golf, of okay. professional disc golf. And so how do they generally go about training and traveling and, um, you know, do you, 
I know you watch some of what they do. What, yep. is, what does that look like for someone who does end up going pro in disc golf? Yeah, so it's a really interesting life, and it's a life not for everybody from what I've picked up on. Okay. Um, a lot of what the top professionals will do is the Professional Disc Golf Association, they've created some type of tour where they travel all across the country to play at these top courses and where these top tournaments are at. Yeah. Um, except because there isn't a whole lot of, uh, honestly, money in this sport yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what the professionals do is they'll buy an RV and they just road trip all across the country in their RV. Oh, cool. um, They'll go camping. Um, they'll all kind of like stay together, honestly, like... Really, mm-hmm. many different pro, pro players will be in the same yep. vehicle? Oh. Or, like, same vehicle, or they'll all, like, kind of, like, pitch in and get, like, an Airbnb really cheap where they can stay at. Yeah. Um, but, like, no one flies just because it's too expensive. Right. Um, it's all just kind of road tripping everywhere. Okay, okay. <laughs> Honestly, and... Yeah. Personally, I don't think I would be able to be cut out for that life, if, huh. even if I could ever get to that point. Okay. Um, you just don't, don't like camping or what? No, I mean, like, I, <laughs> I have nothing against camping at all, okay? okay? First yeah. of all. I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just couldn't see myself week in and week out, basically, playing a tournament on a weekend, a huge tournament, a huge mental thing. You're physically exhausted after. Mm. And then next weekend you have another tournament except maybe this tournament is in texas and you just got done with one in maine or something right you know so there's a huge amount of traveling it's just a huge amount of traveling you're mentally exhausted you don't get a ever really get a good night's sleep or like a nice shower exactly yeah um because then yeah because then you get done with the tournament maybe if you're lucky you get a day to just kind of chill where you're at Mm -hmm. and then it's just road tripping right and then once you get there it's practicing at that new course for the tournament um and so that's not process very glamorous just, as correct. in like the perks of mm-hmm. doing it so all for the possibility if you come in first place maybe to win like six thousand dollars okay okay so the reason a lot of people end up doing this or going pro is more is it because of the love of the sport then is that really what kind of balances out at the end of the day or what you know what happens why do people still do it even if it's not maybe super profitable Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely say it's because it's a, for the love of the sport. Yeah. Um, we're definitely getting to a point where more and more people uh, can do it and be profitable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, a lot of the bigger um, disc golf manufacturers, they will sponsor certain players yeah. um, to say to represent their company. Okay. Um, and with that comes like any job, you get your salary yeah. and then you get bonuses based off of winning tournaments and stuff on top of what you would actually get from winning at the tournament the payout oh wow okay um but again it's not a whole lot but mm. it helps them with their travel um but you have to be like within the top one or two percent in the whole world to be even get sponsored honestly yeah to be like that continually touring player um mm-hmm. and to be able to live off of it um but yeah, I think a lot of people just do it because they love it okay. and they fell in love with it and um, they want to grow the sport is what our disc golf slogan is. <laughs> grow the sport. Grow okay. the sport. Yeah. Um, so you did mention best in the world. Is that just figurative or do other places play disc golf as well? Because I've only heard about it here in the States, mm-hmm. but that's probably just me not it knowing is, anything. Yeah. So it is really big in Europe. Um, oh, okay. 
Finland, I think, is like the top country mm-hmm. uh, in Europe that really enjoys disc golf. Okay. Um, they always have that's where the European Open is called that yeah. a really big tournament is always in Finland. Okay. Um, and honestly, I think the people in Europe and Finland specifically almost are like even more passionate about it than people in the United States. Mm-hmm. All of the really really high quality players i would say are in the united states oh interesting um and uh, mostly just because that's where a lot of the big tournaments and tours take place there aren't really any big tours as far as i know right um at least that attracts a lot of the really really top ranked pros in the world to go to europe Uh um it's vice versa so all the top europeans will go to america to play in the big tournaments Mm. that's a big home court advantage correct (laughs) yes a little bit yeah I, i see what you're saying that's cool Mm-hmm. so that's a really kind of neat thing as well and honestly when i was hearing from i was listening to a podcast another podcast yeah um about a european disc golfer uh his name's seppo okay and he said i think a lot of it is in europe mm-hmm. um there aren't many touring pros just because there's a different um mental state that they have there so they believe that trying to disc golf, you can't really, honestly, really make a living, I don't think, off of it. Right. So it um, has to be purely a hobby, right? Correct. Yeah. So like all these people are taking it like very passionate about their hobby. Mm. Um, whereas in America, as what Seppo was saying, um, we have the honestly the right to kind of do whatever we want. There isn't no um stigmatism of or stereotyping of you know if you're a disc golfer you're not really going to go anywhere in life right right um, or it's it is okay to be camping around and Airbnb exactly and living that road trip life that's mm-hmm. almost hyped up in a lot of ways correct here yeah in the states exactly whereas maybe it would look i don't really know but potentially as uh kind of bumming around and avoiding responsibility mm-hmm. to put it in an extreme in some maybe European countries, right? Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. It's really interesting how that how that plays out. So do you personally have any interest then you said you didn't want to do touring, but um in getting really good at disc golf, I know you've been practicing a lot. What in a in a bigger term, you know, lo- big picture, long term view, what what are you interested in? getting into in the future where do i see myself the goal in the future my end yeah. goal i guess mm-hmm. let me know uh, <laughs> let you know <laughs> um only if you help me get there okay all right um i would say i definitely don't want to give up my job of what i'm doing right now at patnos yeah. at all mm-hmm. um i love working there but which we didn't even get to talk about but <laughs> true that's okay um this is a digital podcast not a patnos podcast that's right that's right um <laughs> but if I could become one of the better players in all of Michigan mm. that can just play all the local tournaments here, mm-hmm. I'd be very fine with that. I'd yeah. be very content. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no desire of, like I said, becoming like touring professional or even just making disc off my full-time job. Right. If I can do it just because it's fun and if I can make a little bit of money on the side and mm-hmm. meet some great people and compete against people, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Then that, it's that, nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome be awesome mm-hmm. and not all consuming either so that's really cool exactly yeah yeah well thanks a lot for telling us all about that zach i think like 
you know, we're, we're living into the mission right now, grow the sport. So mm-hmm. if you haven't played disc golf before, go and try it. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I um, think my recommendation is if you want to get out there and you don't really know where any courses are, um, check out the Udisc app in the app store. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good. It's kind of like the official disc golf app. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it'll tell you every single course in your region. Oh, every great. single one okay. um you can just click on the course and then you can even click on get directions it'll and tell you exactly how to yeah. get there um so you just have to pick up probably two discs beforehand right like a mid range and a putter sure or even just a putter okay yeah yeah just find a disc you can get out there um there's also a lot of local shops if you're in the michigan area mm-hmm. um i'll show them out really quick there's a uh, great lakes disc mm-hmm. uh in kentwood uh, Disc Baron, which is more in the on Plainfield in the Grand Rapids area. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Spot, I believe, is in Muskegon. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty others as well. Like most of your uh, MC Sports, Dicks, they all sell disc golf discs too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, online. You can always yeah. buy everything Amazon. online. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I would like really recommend getting out there. I would say take friends with you for sure. Correct, yeah. Especially when you're starting out. Like, yep. let it be a social thing. More than anything, that's where I've been mm-hmm. able to enjoy it um, the most as well. So you just have to have fun with it. It's a good excuse now to get out in nature and mm. just kind of enjoy it. A lot of the disc golf courses are beautiful. Yeah, they um, are. Yeah, and you get to just kind of yeah enjoy nature and hit lots of trees. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hit lots of trees. The re- yeah, the rebound. <laughs> I swear, it's like uh, every single time I throw, a tree just jumps out of nowhere and I hit it. <laughs> It wasn't there before. I no, I, it wasn't. <laughs> I, no I, I swear it was not there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know your pain. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to have you on another time um, if you'd be willing. And you know, I hope everyone learned something about disc golf today. Yeah. Did you have, did you have a closing yet? No. <laughs> oh, I just we, cut it. <laughs> we should make a closing. What? <laughs> let's let's do a jingle. <laughs> Are you gonna lead me in the jingle yeah, 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 or what? Yeah. Okay. Right, ready, ready. Okay, yeah. Do 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 do. Wait. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Take, take two. Do 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 do. Man, I don't know how we can follow it up though. You just want me to do some do's as well? No, you're you're supposed to like say like. Oh, oh, you're doing Ben's podcast. <laughs> Or something. One more, one more. All right, all right, all right. Take three. Do, 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 do. This has been Ben Lanks about everything. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> that, wait, I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what you wanted. <laughs>